What kind? Chocolate chip and molasses. The paint job looks really good. <laughs> no, just after what happened today, who wants to eat? It's weird. It's terrifying. Begging for her life. And I was on the phone with PK, who was bawling. I've been putting out fires so all day today, too. But it might just be that kind of day. What fire are you putting out? Oh, gosh. You know, I've got this French designer that I'm bringing in. Immigration is just... Listen. That doesn't seem like a fire after what... Well, it is for me and my business and what I'm trying to do. And I know, but I was expecting you to say something more like... No, and well, Waylon, I couldn't find him. Well, these are, you know, it's all relative. I know, I know. I, know, I, mean, I, I wasn't held at gunpoint, I'm sorry. What is wrong with you? You know, it's been a weird day, weird morning. Are you that wrapped up in yourself that you are not grasping what just happened to our friend? It's like out of a movie. So anyway, oh yeah, let me hear about your problems. <sighs> Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Oh my fucking God, it's back. Happy Beverly Hills. Bitch, even I posted on my Insta, <laughs> which is only full of dog pictures, I, a little screen grab of the first episode. I'm obsessed. But you know what? The I, hype is real. What I didn't do, and I meant to do it, but I didn't have the time. Obviously, we're not going to get the little. What do you call them? The intro bits. Taglines. The taglines. We're not going to get the taglines straight away. Hopefully, we'll get them next week. But they did show a picture of all of the full time cast. Yeah. I don't recall seeing Kathy as a full time cast. No. So this, is she a friendy? So this, friendy. this bitch, God bless her, she held up her own filming to negotiate her pay and she's not even a full-time housewife. She better not let me down. I know there's rumours. Because they did release some taglines but not video of it. I think just like photos of it and Kathy's not there, I oh, believe. Because her tagline, whatever it is, would be amazeballs. I'm allowed to still love her till I hate her. That's how what I'm going to oh, do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. have every right to change our minds week to week. I know. We're not telling facts. This is no. this is not a podcast about actual facts. Uh-uh. No, no ma'am. Oh, my God. Speaking of facts. Okay, so you know how I had that moment last week where I was, like, thinking about Dorinda's cake and I got all, like, befuddled? Yes. Well, Alicia commented on Instagram. She sent us a DM saying <gasps> that is a thing. Yes. So it was the Make It Nice episode. She said that her mum's birthday is a week before hers and they take a layer of her mum's cake and sandwich it with a layer of her cake and then they eat it that way. So they're eating week-old cake with fresh cake. Pourquoi? It's Why? bizarre. It's bizarre. These people know. are rich. Why are they making their own cakes for start? Oh, because rich people have, have time to do things like bake. Rich people have time. Fuck, I want to be rich just so I have I the know. time. I know, like the way Dorit got held at gunpoint and the next morning they were all there. I was like, do you guys not have commitments? No. I'd have to move some things around in my calendar. I know, I know. I definitely have to uh, move some meetings for shiz. Totally. Yeah, that's a good point, lovey. Fuck, you're so clever. So let's just do it, Beverly Hills. Now, let's again, you all know me. I have Bukuda notes. So, Nathan, if we need to speed it along, just tell me to hurry the fuck up because. Okay, wrap it up, love. Obviously, the episode starts with break-in footage from Dorit's place. So, we immediately open LA Skyline, security footage of the break-in at Dorit's house. 
We know that she was home alone with the kids. PK was still in London. And I did appreciate from production, they included like ambient street noises, cars, oh, I know. dogs barking. It's a multimedia format oh, at this point in time. They're setting We're the pulling scene. from doorbell cams. We're pulling from Fuck. CCTV. I'm I loving it. I mean, we thought we got amazing doorbell cam on Salt Lake City, but nothing on this shit. Oh, boy. And then I even noticed, like, we get camera two, camera seven, camera 11, camera seven, camera 11 again, and two hooded dudes with masks smash the, I mean, we call it just the sliding door, but apparently it's the patio door. Okay, that's good to know. And then we're inside with another camera, and we get this Dorit voiceover. I thought that this was it. This is how I'm going to die. And then you heard her saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And she's crying, and then we get black screen three days earlier. And Chills. I, oh, 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 couldn't believe it. Just straight into it. And then typical first episode, we get, like normally in an episode, we'll get like quick little clips of them. But this one, it's kind of like a little bit more than a quick clip just to kind of intro them. Kyle's with Mauricio. He's sitting on Paris's wedding invitation. So that's going to come at some point. Erica's opening the gate at her rental, Rinna's coming in. <laughs> okay, explain me. Like, I know these bitches are rich and I did kind of love, normally I'd just kind of do an eye roll, but the fact that Rinna rocks up to Erica's rental with, I think it's an Hermes or is it a Prada bag? Oh, this was iconic. And then she pulls out a little itty-bitty Gucci bag in, from inside it and I'm first of all I'm thinking why and then I'm like, oh, this must be really painful for Erica, and I kind of loved it. <laughs> I loved it because it was a reveal. You know how drag queens have a wig underneath her wig? Yes. She was like, it's a bag in a bag. In a bag. See, like, it's way better than a cake in a cake. Oh, much better than a cake in a cake. And again, I'm just loving the fact that she's pulling out all her new designer goodies. She shares that she's in Gucci head to toe, and she calls herself Dorit Light. And <laughs> all I'm thinking is, when was the last time Erica got to go shopping? And I know, like, first world problems, but fuck it. I'm reveling in that with so Erica. That giant vase of flowers, do we think that was a setup? Um, like, did she really just organically get those flowers no, into her think, before production? Get I think she goes. ordered a big-ass bunch of flowers because there were cameras and she wanted people to focus on the fleurs instead of what she would perceive to be a teeny tiny house. Do you know what point. I mean? Because, it's, you know, the way to detract from a teeny tiny house is to fill it with gigantic flowers. And, of course, we all know it's not a teeny tiny house, but she's pretending it is because, you know, woe is her. I mean, fuck her. Oh, over her still. Uh, oh. Anyway, and then we get a little shot with Crystal and her kiddo. I mean, cute, but whatever, don't care. Don't care, yeah. Garcelle and Sutton are getting deep tissue massages and Garcelle likes it deep and hard. I mean, don't we all? Who doesn't? And that's when we get a little snippet of Dorit in London. But then quickly back to... We have so many bags, Jaggy. So Jaggy. many. Jaggy. Oh, we have so much luggage, Jaggy. Oh, my God, I love it. And then we're back to Carl's where her and her daughter, Portia, uh, have a delectable Krav Maga trainer called Marcus. He was mm. cute. He was cute. I mean, Portia's all great up. Good for her. And then they show us some snippets of her having a fucking raging bat mitzvah. I mean, they dropped some serious mother tuck and coin for that shindig. I just wanted to see more, honestly, of 
the Miami trip with Ga- um, Garcelle and Sutton. Sutton. Like, how fun. I know. That was, like, reminding me of Roni in the good old days. I know, right? I was Look, like, oh, I would love just a one-off episode, like yeah. a prequel of the season of just them in Miami. Good call. The cameras were there. Film them. I know. I mean, Garcelle's single. Sutton's now single. Still cannot get over the fact that Sutton's boyfriend broke up with her while they were away on a little mini vacanza for Valentine's Day. How fucked up is that? It's fucked. Fuck that. I'd rather you break up with me before I leave so I can go on my mini vacanza with a girlfriend. Not you, you fucking dickhead. Dude was probably inside her the night before. Disgusting. Well, yeah. (sighs) Erica again with Rinna. Rinna's going on about Rinna beauty, blah, blah. No one cares. No one cares. But what did you think of Rinna's confessional hair? Was it the blonde? It was, it was like dynasty yes, huge. Loved. Loved. I was, I, it's good. I love seeing her in different hair. I love. Look, she, when it comes to hair, whoever does it gives good hair. That It's great taste in hair. Fabulous. I mean, it beats a fucking bucket hat, which I know well. we're going to see Rinna in all the bucket hats, whatevs. The, only the, one- the thing about Rena with that Gucci suit, though, it doesn't look good. No. Like, it can be designer, but you look like you're in a shitty little tracksuit. Yeah, she, it wasn't a cute tracksuit. I can get a cuter one from the Showpo. Not that I've ever shopped on the Showpo, but it's, you know what I'm saying. H&M. Yeah, f- for sure. For sure. I mean, the only thing that I'm going to say that I approve of about Erica, probably for the entire season, is when she says she's not dating, but she's basically sleeping around. I'm like, fucking good for you. That's the only message that I approve of when it comes to Erica Girardi. That's it. Still don't believe it. You could not tell me that she wasn't sleeping around when she was living with that old man in her house for 20 years. She's like, I've been married as a whole adult. And I'm like, you were fucking around. How big is that house and how long would it take him to get down the stairs to find you to bust you? Exactly. She had the pool boy hiding in the cathedral. I mean, come on. I mean, she said she never swam in the pool. Maybe that's because the pool boy was too busy swimming in her. Well, that's... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, they're bitching about the fact that when Sutton was on Watch What Happens Live, Sutton was talking about the fucking Elton John gala. I'm like, seriously, we're still talking about this? I know. Does Elton John not have enough money? Why do people have to keep giving him charity? It does bring us back to the point, though, that the episode that we're seeing is only two months after reunion. So it's not long. Eight weeks, man. It's fresh. And that's why they're still talking about shit from last season. But I'll allow it for the first few episodes I before I get angry like what with Jersey when I know. they do it. And at first I was like, this better not be what the whole first episode is about because obviously, oh, you know, we've got yeah. better things to talk about. But I reckon if it wasn't, I'm sorry, but if it wasn't for the break-in, this would have been the whole episode. I know. I was thinking would, like, the first event have been Harry Hamlin's 70th? Like, no. did that just get bumped? Maybe. Yeah, because it's supposed to be the next day. Mm, I think think you're right. I think you're right. I I think Harry Hamlin got bumped. Sorry, Harry Hamlin. I know. Do you think he looks like a 70-year-old? No, he looks fucking fantastic. Whatever. She's Look, they do everything together. It's the source. She's taken him for facials. She's taken him for all the treatments. He looks fucking great. You reckon it's the source? It's the source. There's no preservatives in his source. It's a homemade sorghum, man. Okay. Well, just with the Watch What Happens live thing, oh, yes, I please. love that that's the drama. Like, yes. We just keep referring to just like, oh, you said this on Watch What Happens Live. You said this on Watch What Happens Live. I know. it is. I do like it. It's a little bit of the breaking of the fourth wall. So, yeah. So, if we, to refresh, obviously, 
Lisa Rinna had issues with the fact that Garcelle only thanked her for giving her Harry Hamlin's homemade sorghum when she delivered it. She didn't then send a follow-up text message. Lisa was cut about that. Ridiculous. And then when Sutton was on Watch What Happens Live, she was making a point mm-hmm. in Lisa's direction by saying, well, when... I had I went to Elton John Gala that I go to every year. I invited Lisa and Harry, and I never got a thank you. And so this is she's trying to sort of say, well, you know, fuck you, and you didn't get a thank you, you dumb bitch. But we all know that Lisa since went on Watch What Happens Live after that and said, yeah. I always go. I was invited by Elton, and we we've discussed this. When someone who's hosting a charity event invites you, they don't mean come and sit at my table for the free. They're saying, bitch, go buy a ticket. That's what they're saying. So I don't know about this, Lisa, but Lisa's trying to intimate that they did buy their own tickets or they were invited by Elton John and she just happened to sit next to Sutton. What do you think, Nathan? Yes, but the point is Sutton's just making the point being like, you don't need a thank you over fucking sauce. Like, well, the thing I'm is, sure there's she, times when you haven't thanked someone, she, like end of. She got a thank you. But she didn't <laughs> yeah, get a person, se- yeah. she got an in person thing. Thank you so much. That's really nice of you. Why do I have to text you again to say thank you? Okay. Yeah. Like it's too much. It's it's too fucking much. Rina's pissed. She said it was hurtful about the whole Watch What Happens Live thing. And then back in Miami with Garcelle and Sutton, they're talking about it. But mm-hmm. their opinion is, oh, Rina will be fine. So clearly, I mean, honestly, she'll be fine. Like, who cares? I mean, she's going to bring it up. She's got nothing else. So we don't actually get to hear anything about Rina's real life. So she's going to make this part of her storyline. We all That's know. So it. true. We all know it. And okay, so next little itty bitty scene: Sutton goes to Crystal's house. We see Crystal's basement Reno. Do you remember the one that was going to cost? Oh half yeah, a, they had to lift the roof or something. Half a million dollars. Now they should lower the floor. Lower the floor. I think that's what it was, yeah. Which yeah, that, lower the floor. That is yep. expensive because you got pipes and shit to move. So, anyway, it's and that's we get the little flashy of co- of her telling Kyle it's going to cost five hundred thousand um, dollars. So the only give that money to Elton John. The only takeaway from this I'm getting is that Sutton and Crystal are now friends because obviously last season there was a lot of yes. Towards the end, they were getting chummy. Yes, you're right. You're right. Towards the end. Uh, apparently they went to a baseball game together and baseball brings everyone together. No, it doesn't. But sure, why not? Sure. Yeah. I mean, in the last two months they hung out once. Good for them. I don't know if I'd want to. I don't know if if I'd want to see everyone if I'm going to have to be dealing with this shit again in two months. I'd want a break. Well, I, yeah, I just think of it like, do I want to hang out with my colleagues on the weekend? No. 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 Do I, would they want to hang out with their colleagues on the off season? Probably not. I mean, and let's face it, their work is a little more stressful at times. I mean, it's not stressful, but clearly the relationships are stressful. I, I don't feel any sympathy for them. No, me either. So what do you think about Sutton's criteria if Crystal is going to help set Sutton up with something. Her crates- I think it's nice. You need to know what you want when you're at that stage in your life and you want a partner, right? Yes, but her, her she had four points of criteria and they were handsome, tall, uh-huh. educated, and they have yeah. to like cats. Yeah, that's not that hard. Yeah, I mean, substitute I mean, cats, I'm all for. Substitute cats for dogs and I'm, I'm up for that. I like that list. Yeah, go for yeah. it. I mean, tall... I take umbrage with when people are like, "Oh my god, he's not tall enough to date." I'm like, "Who gives a shit?" Yeah, the really gays don't height? care, do they? People care on like Tinder, apparently. Oh, really? Apparently. Oh. But like, I don't care. I love a short king. But isn't isn't Tinder just for hookups? Who cares how tall they are for a hookup? 
Well, I mean, I don't know. you know, you're not finding the love of your life on the fucking Tinder, are you? I just think it's a bit shallow to have the tall factor, but like, whatever. Yeah, I know. You're on Tinder, mate. Like, enough yeah. with your fucking, I need them to be tall. I'm feeling you. And then we get Erica and Garcelle meeting for a workout. Sutton is not happy that Garcelle is going to hang out with Erica. She's not happy about it at all. But Garcelle is like, she needs it's, to. It's just a workout, and I'm going to tell her what's what. She has to. It's her job, right? Yeah. Oh, and she did come right out and say, like, are yes, you going to apologise? That is like, the first straightforward thing she said. And, and of course, Erica's like, what, what for? for? I don't need to apologise. So I wrote it down because I was, I was stunned. She says, <laughs> what for? You threatened her. How? Tell me the words I used. And of course, Garcelle is not a moron and says, you said I will come for you. And then we get that cute flashy from Dinner Party from Hell Part 2 mm-hmm. where she says, you ever call me a lie again, I'm coming for you. And then Erica's all, yeah, but that means anything. It's like, bitch, she hired security for a week. And also your tone was threatening. Of you course. could have said the Lord's Prayer and it would have come across threatening. Exactly. And then, of course, Garcelle's like, Erica. <laughs> I love Garcelle so I much. I know, too. Okay, then the creepiest, weirdest thing happened. Erica says to Garcelle, Sutton talks a lot of shit. She said things that have been disproven now. And I'm all like, what has been disproven? Nothing's been disproven. Nothing. Nothing. And then we get the producer asking Erica a confessional filming and asks, how and when was this disproven? And Erica says, I cannot believe it. I don't know. You'll have to go check all that shit out, but it was disproven early, so Bravo can do their due diligence. I don't really know. If shit was disproven in this case and you were Erica, would your response be, I don't know? Oh, she'd be retweeting it every day. A hundred percent. And then the producer's like, is the proof available to the public? Like, you know, donde esta, whatever, proof. Yeah, and, and, and like, Bravo's doing their due diligence by asking you the question. You're the source. Exactly. And she's like, yeah, duh. Tell them to go fucking read everything that my lawyers put out and that they can answer their own fucking questions. Thank you. What and a so smug little she, see you next Tuesday. She, exactly. She was referring to all the things in the LA Times that weren't true. That's what she said. And I'm sorry... But I know for a fact, because this has been put out, that the California Bar and the trustee have agreed what records they're going to turn over because the LA Times, we all know, went to court to try to force the bar to make certain documents public because they should be public. Just basically the things about why the fuck this was allowed to go on for so long with Tom. And in response, the California Bar statements... I mean, I say alluded to, but it's just lawyer speak. So, a roundabout way, they basically said that Tom Girardi was bribing members of the California bar not to investigate him. So, I don't know what she's talking about, what's being disproven. I don't know. She's just talking shit. She's talking shit. at the end of the day, like, Erica's going to try to confuse all of us. What we all need to remember is there are two bankruptcy cases. There's a bankruptcy case against the law firm. Fine. That's got nothing to do, in a sense, that's got nothing to do with Erica. I mean, it does in in a roundabout way, but let's just say it doesn't. The bankruptcy against Tom Girardi, the person, she is a part of that because she was Mrs. Tom Girardi, the person. So, I don't Uh know what she's saying has been disproven because she's being sued every other mother tucking day. 
So I don't understand. Who's believing this? She is a moron. Like when she says to Garcelle, like, oh, I've I've never touched that money. And Garcelle just goes, oh, okay. Like. Okay. I laughed so hard. You don't need to touch the money. It paid your (laughs) bills and you signed those tax returns saying, I don't owe this money because my bills have been paid. I paid my bills. She's fucking in denial. Teresa Giudice was in denial and look what happened there. Now, I know that she's saying, Erica's saying, these are civil cases. I'm not being charged with anything, right? But everyone knows when it comes to lawsuit, 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 bankruptcy, blah, 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 bankruptcy comes first. It's the first thing that goes to court. Once the bankruptcy is over, you do not think that the IRS are waiting in the wings? They will be – if the IRS comes for you, they will be federal charges. Okay, I'm going to stop. Wrap it up. Okay, wrap it up. Uh, You could talk about Erica for hours because she riles you up. I know. She really does. She grinds my gears. Okay. Next, we get this little nothing scene, right? Dorit's at home with her kids and they've got- Oh, so fucking boring. Private karate lessons. Drama to come. And that's the only reason I mention it, to show the juxtaposition with regular boring life. I mean, I say regular boring life. These kids aren't just going to the fucking YMCA for karate lessons. They've got private tutors to come and teach them karate, whatevs. And she's on the phone with Garcelle. They're having a yak, so they're obviously getting along now. Then we get the thing on screen saying, later that night. And then we get camera footage from the opening sequence at the tippy top of the episode. But we get NBC TV footage from outside Dorit's house. I was shooketh. Shooketh. I don't know why I was so shooketh because we've we've seen footage from the internet months ago, but I was like, oh. Me too. I was like, package it up and serve it to me. (laughs) So, okay, I know this is really like, you know, kind of – trigger warning-y sensitive and all that stuff. I'm not laughing about it. She says they went into her bedroom. They put a gun to her head. They threatened her. She was begging for her kid's life, begging for her life. But we get her talking about this and she's in a confessional look. And I just – there's no (laughs) delicate way to say this. She is wearing funeral outfit in that confessional. She is in – like it is a full-on I'm going to a funeral outfit. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. All black, buttoned up, like little black headband. Like she was like glamour chic going to my 99-year-old husband's funeral. Maybe that was the vibe she was going for. I think so. I just – I don't know if anyone else picked it up or if I'm being insensitive. Are you insinuating the theory that she faked it? No, not at all. I'm just – she's – portraying like she's she knows she's going to be talking about it and so she just put on in her mind the most appropriate outfit unless she was planning to go to a funeral after filming confessional (laughs) because it's same same look it was just a little too on the nose is what i'm saying okay it was a little too theatrical you know i mean i know she likes to match her outfits to the occasion it was a little too death in the family that's all i'm saying the outfit that's all I don't know. I've just talked. I feel bad, but I think it needed to be said. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I mean, you've said nothing worse than what Sutton says. <laughs> well, and the women see the news, they head straight over to Dorit's, but I only noticed that Lisa and Kyle and maybe Erica went to Dorit's. And Teddy. Teddy was in the shots, but they didn't show her. Oh, well. She was in the press shots because her husband did the um, security. Okay. Little PSA. From me to anyone willing to hear, 
do not use Teddy Mellencamp's husband's security <laughs> because he did the same for Kyle and we all know that her mum's designer bags that no longer exist can like got stolen. This man sucks yeah. at security. Did you see that picture of the little twisty? <laughs> Did you yeah, see that twisty? That. That the twisty in the in the in the lock and saying that 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 was the lock that. To re on watch what happens live though, she did pretty much say I didn't turn the alarm on. What? Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, breaking glass. Oh yeah, that would have alerted. She would have been able to get up. But at the end of the day, what could she have done? These people had guns. She's going to run to her kids' room and lock the door, hoping that they're not going to smash the door down. Oh, or no, I'm just or saying, does we can't the alarm blame Edwin? Does the alarm notify Edwin? It would go to an off-base security thingy. Awful. And, Question, explain to me why Kyle is constantly on the phone with PK. Why isn't PK calling Dorit? Well, I was wondering about that too, and I'm thinking maybe, like, because Dorit's a fucking mess, understandably, the next day, so maybe she just can't handle it, and PK's like, I'll talk about airport drop-off logistics with Kyle. Yeah, maybe. And he can funnel it through to her, maybe. Maybe. I'm thinking fucking Edward should have been picking PK up from the airport. Oh, Edwin should be sending some flowers. Edwin should be sending more than flowers. He should be doing, like, you know, the fucking airport shuttle for PK. It's the fucking least he can do. (laughs) least he can do is an airport run. No shit. So Sutton comes over to Kyle's, and Kyle's fully crying. Oh, my God. And I'm just, like, why is she crying? That's the thing. Like, you can cry for your friend who's gone through trauma. Yes. and, like, she had just seen her. Yeah. You'd think she would have cried then. But the way she was staged on that little lounge by the window crying with perfectly lit. I know. I was just like, I'm not buying you, you fake ass bitch. I, it was just a bit much. Um, but we do know she has anxiety. But you, you know what? I have anxiety. And if I'm crying that much because I'm stressed for my friend, you know what? Go to your fucking friend's house. She's on the yeah. show. They'll film you there. It's fine. I don't know. It was a bit making it all about her. And Sutton was not indulging that. No. Well, I thought Kyle was making it all about her with the crying until until Sutton comes in and says, as we all heard at the tippy top of the episode, my favourite bit of the whole episode, Sutton says she's been putting out fires all day too because she's trying to get a French designer into the country and immigration is being difficult. Yeah. Because I like Sutton, I love this scene. I laughed. I'm like, oh, I love a tone deaf housewife that's oblivious to the world and only has her own perspective. I don't want to be friends with them in real life, but man, yeah. that was funny. But the thing is, Carl's also being tone deaf and insensitive with the let me cry and make it all about me. Ah, oh, 100%. Like, Sutton doesn't need to come over and give you sympathy, bitch. And, well, and Sutton even had- said, like, was Kyle like, oh, I'm crying? And then Sutton's like, oh, I'm crying too, but because of my allergies. <laughs> was just like, I'm yeah, like, I'm not going to fucking indulge you. I know you're sad, Kyle, but offer the woman a beverage. Like, oh, I know. where's yeah. her beverage? Your dog's being really cute in the background, P.S. He's so fucking yeah. cute. Can you oh, see him? Roll around. Oh, oh, I love him. Anyway, and that's when... Kyle's like, what the fuck? And Sutton's like, well, it's all relative. And then she talks about the fact that she needs therapy. Okay, Sutton, you know you're going to cop it for this, but I hope you just stand your ground and go, I don't care. That's what when I When she said, I wasn't held at gunpoint, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> like, you're just so funny. I know. 
I mean, that's when Kyle says, oh, so sorry I didn't stick up for you at the dinner party. But it's not even about the dinner party from hell from last season. It's not even about the fact that you didn't stick up for her then. You're still not. You're not going to. Like, I'm sorry I didn't stick up for you then and never have, never will. Like, what? I don't get Mm -hmm. it. I agree with Sutton when she said in confessional, like, go talk to all those victims and their families. They're crying, i.e. they're suffering. Like, Was it at this point where Sutton said, oh, I, I, she tried to interject, but then she was like, oh, I want to hear it, but I disagree already. Just go ahead. Yes. Keep talking. I love it. She's like, oh, I disagree already, but yeah, yeah, keep talking. I know. And she's not wrong, the fact that Erica's not really pissed off at PK and Mauricio. She's pissed off at Sutton. I loved that flashback. I know. I know. Operate oh, on the ankle. <laughs> they were fucking <laughs> hilarious. But then we do go straight to next scene is dinner at Kyle's. And it's fucking awkward. Mauricio walks in and says hi. Erica doesn't say hello, but... Speaking of hi. You hurt my feelings, Mauricio. It's like, give me a break, bitch. Honestly. I know. And and they would have seen each other previously. I know. Get over it. In the last two months. But yeah, Mauricio was so fucking high. I know. And not ready for that conversation that was happening around him. No, he was not. I know. He just wanted to eat the cheese in front of him and he was like, "Uh uh-huh. Exactly. It's like, I'm high, I need Kessel, fuck off. Exactly. Rin arrives, Dorit arrives, and at first I was thinking, how is Dorit out of the house the night after the break-in? I wouldn't want to be in the house. And then I thought, you know what? Her kids had no idea. We find out her kids missed the whole thing, thank God. And yeah. so I get it. She doesn't want to like be falling apart at home in front of the kids, but she needs to talk about it. So she, it's better she's not at home. It's better she's out. I get it. I, at first I was like, what the fuck? But I get it. I get it. And yeah, people on the internet are like, why are you not with your kids and yeah. shit? Like, oh, whatever. It's like, you know what? I need to be able to cry and let shit out and I need to be able to have support. I can't do that in the house. And besides, the kids are at home with security. Like, calm down, peeps. And she said that normally when PK is away, the kids are normally in bed with her, but she was really fucking tired and just wanted to, like, sleep. So she put put them in the bed. Jesus Christ, hey? Mm -hmm. And that she said that one of the guys was saying to the other guy, just kill her, just fucking kill her. And that's when she's like, I'll show you where the valuables are. Oh, and she said after 20 minutes, she's like, guys, you took a lot. Get out while you can. Yeah. And, and begged them to leave I'm her phone. shocked at her composure. Like, no, in that she's, moment. In, she's in shock. I also, this is going to sound mean, but I also would love to hear what accent she spoke to them in. It would have been the real Dorit for the first time in years. Oh, my God, you're so right. Don't you think? Yes. Curiouser I'm, and curiouser. Curious. Those guys curious. are the only people who truly know what Dorit sounds like. Unfiltered Dorit, and, yeah. And we'll never find out. Well, how have we not caught them? Well, most of the time they don't get caught, dude. Most of the time I, I they have, don't. I would have thought PK would have hired like a PI and got on the case. And can he really afford it? He's paying for security <laughs> now. I I, what did you think of the whole mobile phone of it all? How she said, leave my phone and they put it at the gate. I, I get that. Very accommodating burglars. Well, it got, I got the impression that one of them wasn't as psycho as the other one. He was like, I just want your stuff. And the other one was like, killer, killer, that kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe they were doing good cop, bad cop. I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking maybe like 
phones can be tracked if they take it or yeah. but they didn't want to call the police, but they could have just destroyed the phone. So I, they just seem like, you know, we draw the line at stealing someone's mobile. <laughs> okay. We draw the line. But I, I get it from her perspective. Who has a landline anymore? No one. No one. That, that is crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, so she called the cops, she called PK. PK's a fucking mess. Okay, question. So they're sitting on the couch after all this, they're having a nosh, and PK calls Kyle and he's saying, my plane's landed, and Kyle's like, well, we're, we're here at my house, come straight here. Do you reckon that PK really went to Kyle straight from the airport or do you think that was staged? Do you think he went home, had a shower, put on some trackies and then came over? No, I think he probably wanted to see his wife ASAP. No, that's true, that's true. But, like, I mean, you don't you think this is the first time they saw each other? Yeah. Okay, so you don't reckon it's staged. I was just curious, that's all. Well, I, I think so, yeah. I mean, the poor guy can't stop crying. I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And she's uh, such a mess. When the dogs were barking, oh. and she was like, "What's going on? What's going and on?" And Carl she, even was just like, "Calm the fuck down." And she was having a freak out because that's when Garcelle rocked up. Yeah, she was yeah. having a freak out. Yeah, I, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I know it makes perfect sense, but it's just it's like watching it. You're like, "Fuck, I she's know, not ready." I know. And then, like, so they were leaving. PK's like, "Oh shit, I put my phone somewhere I had to go back in the house." And Dorit sits on that bench and sobs. And I kind of that I don't know if this is you know correct, but I thought I wonder if now that PK's home, she can just let go of all her emotions because he's there. She can she can be the victim because she doesn't have to be strong. Correct. She can actually yeah. yeah I like start processing. I mean, I'm like that with like the dumbest of stuff like if i okay this is going to sound ridiculously dumb but if i like you know stub my toe and i have a thing where i stub my toe all the time and my baby toes are like constantly sprained so when i whack them it's really fucking painful i'm cool and except if my partner walks in the room is like are you okay you okay i'll cry it's almost like leave the room so i don't fucking blubber i don't know i don't know i I get that like i was like today i was putting out fires all day because (laughs) i was trying to get this like french designer over and like (laughs) Immigration just like would not let me buy I'm his way into the country, and I was just so thing. vulnerable. I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm just using an example of an obvious example of when your partner's not around, it's easier to be stronger. But when they're there, you like they're there to look after you, so you just let go of it. Okay, fine, dumb example. But, no, it was good. But at least I didn't think that a sweet potato was a baby. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> but. I know what you're saying because, like, someone's like says, "Oh, are you okay?" Can make you Not feel a, like, yes, yeah. yeah That's yeah, all I'm trying. I get it. Okay, fine. What What did you think <laughs> of when Garcelle was there, and mm. they all sort of start retelling everything? And Erica says, in the weirdest oh. tone, she says, "Yeah, Garcelle, they had a gun to her head." Agreed. Like that. Agreed. And I was like, what? Garcelle didn't do it. I completely agree with you. Erica is unhinged, and I'm fucking here for it. We're all here for it. A million people are going to be, more people are going to be watching this. And, yes, we're watching it because of you, Erica, because you're a fucking crazy heartless wench. Well, we'd be watching it even if you weren't on the show, Erica. Well, at some point she won't be. Let's put it this way. I don't believe that Bravo will halt filming if and when she goes to jail, unlike Teresa. That's all I'm saying. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's the end of the episode. They show us little things from this season. They're skiing. They have to go to fucking Mexico again. Is that because Erica's not allowed <laughs> to leave the country? I don't know. There's a well, massive Mex- Mexico's a different country. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> fuck me, dear. I told. I just look. 
you know I've had a big ass week. Back the fuck off. <laughs> but Mexico again? Really? I know. I know. They're shopping for Birkins. We've yet to meet other cast members like Will Smith's ex-wife. I'm sorry, I don't remember her name. Diana Jenkins, our new villain. I think I might love her. I hope I do. Oh, yeah. Erica is drunkity. She's been a clueless cunt. Kyle Kath- Kyle cries about something that Kathy said about her. I mean, where is my Kathy Hilton? Where is my Diana Jenkins? And where is Will Smith's ex-wife, who I promise I will learn her name before the next episode. I apologise. I think it's going to be a good season. I'm hoping. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be a good season because of all the Erica bullshit. So yeah, and we're still going to get Harry Hamlin's seventieth because PK said in my religion we don't cancel a happy occasion because of a sad occasion. And I was like, what religion is that exactly? They're Jewish. (laughs) Ah, I was like, I've never heard of that custom. Oh my god, you're so funny. See, one minute I'm the idiot, next minute you're the idiot. Love I mean, it. Is it that obvious that PK is Jewish? I don't think it's that obvious. Well, I knew. Mm. You didn't know? I just don't see religion. You don't just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's uh, skip over that. Let's skip ahead. All right. So, Jersey, reunion part two? Let's discuss. Let's discuss. All right. So, we're back with Joe quitting, not quitting. And telling Teresa to be uh, a sister once in a while, calling her a fuck- fucking moron. I did love that. Yeah. Um, I loved how Andy was just so desperate and thirsty to have Joe not quit. He was like, oh, Teresa, go fix this. Yes. Go kiss his ass. We yes. can't have Joe quit. I know. And Joe, I loved how when Joe walks past all the boys and he's like, my sister's not my sister. And I just noticed the boys were just standing there in a line and I swear to God, they look like extras in a Quentin Tarantino movie. (laughs) They had no fucking idea what was going on. Nah. Andy tells Teresa to go talk to Joe, sort it out and apologise. It's almost like Teresa is standing her ground, still thinks what she thinks, but because Andy said it, she'll go and do it. Yes? Yeah, she knows who pays the checks. Exactly. And so she finds him with Joe B and he's like, I quit. I don't even want to be on the show. And she's like, I swear I'm not putting you down. And it's like, you just did twice. You just called him bitch boy. And then he's like, if Louis goes out, because she was doing that whole thing, like, you know, you get involved too much, blah, 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 like as in with the women on the show. And he's like, well, by that logic, this I mean, he doesn't use these words, but he's basically saying by that logic, if Louis goes out there and defends himself, then he's a bitch boy too. And I'm like, well, that's a fucking good point. No? Yeah, and Louis had more scream time than Joe this year. Like, w- yes. remember the giant scroll on that shitty little boat oh, with the trumpet? Oh, gross. Like, why did he subject us to watching that? Exactly. And Margaret makes a good point saying, like, Louis fought with her saying you wouldn't intimidate me on on your best day. I'm like, what's the difference? That's him getting involved with the women, no? Yeah, yeah. And I did love how Joe goes to go to the toilet and he's, like, yelling at her from behind the toilet door. I love that. (laughs) He was riled up. I mean, at this point, everyone's coming to get him. So Louis coming back there, then Melissa comes back there, then Andy comes back there. Yeah. And Andy's trying to tell Teresa. Whether Margaret brought it up or not, I would be asking you these questions at the reunion. But but he's the one that brought it up. It's true. Andy's the one that started it, not going to lie. And Teresa's like, I would never put you down. And she just did twice. I don't get it. Whatever. But 
I did notice that she's realising that she's not going to win this. Like the people that are standing there, in particularly Andy, are not going to agree with her. So Joe's trying to get through to her and explain himself, but she just decides to, that she wants to interrupt him and say sorry. Just She's sorry that they're having an argument, that she's having to defend herself. She's not actually sorry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of it. He doesn't technically come back out, though, does he? But he, we, he's going I to think come that's back next later. Week. Yeah, exactly. So we're back on the couch, and we're kind of talking about Dolores at this point because Andy meets Paulie in the break. That is Dolores's new man's. I mean, that accent, that Irish accent. I'm up for it. Swoon, swoon. Yeah, already um, he's got way more personality than David, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Now, she's like, my mum's doing better, blah, blah, blah. Frank is now living with David in the house that I built with David. Why am I shocked? I know. And it's just like, Frank, would it kill you to just be independent for once? Just go and get your own house. Well, she said he's building his own house. Is that what she said? Get a rental. And he's in between stuff. Well, he's probably spending. I mean, I don't think Frank actually works. I think Frank's at a point where he's living off investment, right? So oh, yeah, yeah. he's using all that money to buy a hoose, uh, sorry, to build a house. Maybe he's like, I can't afford to do that and rent. I don't think Frank's got as much money as – she said he's in between stuff, whatever that means. I don't know. I don't know. I Didn't mean, Frank, like, lose half of his, like, limbs and they had to get stitched back on or something? He oh, had those yeah, hor- that, that horrible leg accident. injury and David looked after him. So maybe he just doesn't want to be away from his carer. Maybe not. I mean, maybe Andy's right. Maybe David and Frank are lovers. Maybe. I mean, that would that would work. David loves the family. That makes sense. But, yeah. So I did find funny when Andy asks everyone if they've met Paulie and everyone's like, yeah, 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 we've all met him. And Marge is like the one doing all the talking about how she feels about Paulie, how she met him and blah, blah, blah. It seems like Teresa hasn't actually hung out with this guy. So how? Well, because he probably would have come to their event, but she didn't invite Dolores. Well, I have goss on that. So we all know how when Dolores wasn't invited to the engagement party last episode, Teresa said it's because that Dolores and whomever she was with never, well, I guess Paulie, never went out with Teresa and Lou as a couple. But then Teresa was on Dina Manzo's podcast after the episode aired and said that it wasn't the case. It wasn't about that. It was about the fact that Dina was there. Now, Dina and Dolores, they don't love each other, but they don't think they've had, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they've had a specific falling out. I just think that they're not friends because Dolores is friends with Dina's sister and sister-in-law, who Dina is not friends with. So, Carolyn and Jacqueline. So, that's why they don't speak. And so, then Dolores says to page six... I spoke to Teresa about it and she was like, you know, I don't know why I said that. Whatever the reason is, um, should there be a reason? No. And it's like Dolores actually said to me, there was no good reason whether it was Dina or whether it was we didn't go out as couples and I'm hurt. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm glad she admitted it. I don't give a shit what it. the excuse is. Teresa did Dolores dirty. It's fucking bullshit. And if Dolores had done that to Teresa, it would be fucking on. Like it'd be a battle for oh, sure. Totally. For sure. Now, I heard that drunk Melissa finger banged Dolores, but then we didn't actually get a response about it. I, I, I want to know what that means because Andy asked the question and all we basically got was that Melissa gets handsy when she's drunk. I need more information, people. 
more yeah, that's information. Very specific. Exactly. That's kind of all I got about Dolores. Do yeah, not boring. Boring. Yeah. Okay. And we didn't not us that yeah. segment oh. compared to what we had last week. Correct. It was boring. Now we didn't really get much on Teresa. Other than she says that Louis exes are saying stuff, i.e. she thinks oh they're God. making stuff up because he's with Teresa. Then she gets up, does a twirl, and says, mirror, mirror How on the wall, blah, cringe. blah, blah. Like, oh. I don't know if she gets the double entendre because she's basically wearing a jumpsuit made out of mirrors. I think she was alluding to that. Well, okay. I hope so. Oh. It was just... But it was just so cringe. And, like, you're wearing a mirror dress. Like, Sit, sit down, down, woman. Sit down. God, that thing must be really uncomfortable to sit on. You get little shards up your tushy. <laughs> it's probably as uncomfortable as it is ugly. Mm. That's pretty much all we got with Teresa, yeah? I, I think it's ironic that someone with so little self-reflection skills mm. is wearing a mirror. Well, that is true. <laughs> So I think it's unintentionally oh hilarious. God. God. Oh, my God. That's too funny. Now, we kind of moved on to Jackie. Yes. Jackie, she got rid of her measuring spoons. I get what a yeah. big deal that is. Andy asks how she feels about the fat shaming comment, considering what she's been going through. And then all we get is Jennifer bringing up stuff that Jackie said and Margaret said, like, yeah. you know, she called, Margaret called Jennifer a lightweight. Now, wasn't that referring to booze, not weight? Like, there when you was... call someone a lightweight, that means that they don't have a high tolerance for alcohol. That's got yeah, nothing to do with your was, physical it weight. Was said in a pun type of way, though. Oh. Because, ah. you know, Margaret is quick. Yes, And Margaret she was is. intending it in a funny way. Like, she's not a lightweight. Right. Okay. I got it. So, she, um, yeah. What Jen said about Jackie, like, Jackie did a tweet, like, four years ago. Yeah which was about someone else's appearance. Like, you know, we've all had shitty tweets in our past. Right. And, like, Fair you get, you're grasping at straws when you've just got one tweet from, you know, however many years ago. You've yes. got to have to live in the moment a little bit. Considering we were talking about such poignant, serious subject matter, Yeah. if I was Jennifer, I think it would have behooved her to just sit there and shut the fuck up. It wasn't even yeah. about anything you said. It was about what Teresa said. Shut up. Oh, it was like when... um. I don't know what they were talking about, someone else's kids or something, right? Mm. And Jen did the same thing. She sort of piped in and said, oh, yeah, well, kids are resilient and they can oh. go to therapy, huh? Like she brought it back to herself. Yeah. Oh, I get And you. I love Jen in Reunion, but that is an annoying trait. Yes, it is. And then, yeah, we start talking about the bill and the pharmaceutical rep, not the office manager, you fucking idiot. I mean, I <laughs> love that line. I loved it. <laughs> I don't know what to say about – obviously talking about it is interesting, but it's nothing we didn't hear on the show. I don't yes. really think it's worth talking about. I did kind of think it was interesting when Andy asked the whole cast, you know, who thinks infidelity means the end of a marriage, and only Jackie and Teresa put their hands up. And I'm like, Teresa, put your hand down. <laughs> we all know Joe cheated on you and you didn't react. You actually denied it. One of the reasons why – she hates, oh, fuck, I just said her name a second ago, not uh, Carolyn, Dean? the other one. Jacqueline? Yeah. Ja uh, so this is one of the reasons why she Cindy. hates Jacqueline because at one of the reunions when obviously Teresa and Jacqueline weren't friends anymore and Jacqueline says, like, you know Joe cheated on you. You walked in on him with a woman on his desk and you told me about it. And she, she's of course, that now. she's of course denied, denied, denied. I just think Teresa Neat should have put her hand down. I thought, I thought someone would have clocked her for that but no one did or we didn't get that footage 
Low-hanging fruit, I think, sometimes. Yeah, and then we're talking about the crooked post. And Jennifer <laughs> decides to print off on lovely, shiny card. They were big. That was I could see that. They, they were a yeah, good size. I was expecting, like, you know, a more solid material. But when it was flimsying about, I said, you lost me. There we was, need core flute. I know. There's never solid material. So... This is how Jennifer does her TED talk of the storyline, timeline of all of this, right? And she reads it like it's story time at the library with little kiddos, hey? Yeah. <laughs> so basically on May 19, she woke up like this and she holds up a picture of her post-surgery and then she says she sees a post that Melissa posted, post-reunion, it was a picture of Melissa and Andy and she said some shit about Jennifer, and then mm-hmm. Jennifer posts a pic of herself, a, a nice one, and she shits on Melissa and Joe. And then Melissa comments on Jennifer's post and said some mean shit. And she, Jennifer's trying to say she was attacked about how she looked. And Melissa's yeah. like, you seriously want us to feel sorry for you? You had elective surgery. Like... <laughs> Good fucking point, Melissa. So explain to me out of all of that what Jennifer's point is. I could not tell you. I'm so sorry. I mean, I don't disagree with Jennifer about her comments about Melissa and the fake storylines. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the truth. But they're all fighting about, I called you fake, you called me fake. I'm like, no offence, in the world of housewives, that's the least of your fucking worries. Yeah. (laughs) You could be corrupt. Um, I loved the fact that she had those cards and printouts and, and she spent some money on getting that shit done. I loved it. She didn't go into a kid's room and use, like, the regular Canon printer. Like, she she went to the office works, mate, and the Kinko's yeah, and got, like, paid some money for that. Yeah, I just think once you get the binder from Potomac, yeah. and the, you need it tabulated. And the binder had contained actual facts. That's the thing. That was That's what was impressive thing. about it. So... I think Marge is right. Jen, like Jennifer blames women for men's behaviour. It's horrible. She's blaming Marge instead of her husband. And I know she's saying- Or the I pharmaceutical did, rep. Or the pharmaceutical rep. Exactly. And that's the next point, isn't it? Because we find out that Jennifer called or wrote a letter to the pharmaceutical company trying to get this woman fired. <laughs> I kind of love her for that. But I do get Marge's point that Bill can, has this illustrious career and you're trying to ruin this woman's career. Why? Because she's the woman. I don't believe that Jennifer and Bill spoke about it once and then never spoke about it again. I can't imagine her not yelling at him. She, woman likes to yell, and rightly so. Yeah, I don't really know what went on there. There was a big fight, fight, fight. Andy stands up, yells at them, tells them to oh, shut the fuck up. Was so funny. You did. No, you did. No, no you, you did. did. No, <laughs> you, you did. did. Oh, that's it. You ruined my night. No, you, you ruined, ruined your night. night. You did. You did. You oh, did. I did like that. That was gold. That was funny. <laughs> We're at the end. Next time at the final, the season finale or reunion finale, we find out Frank doesn't really like Paulie. Dolores calls Jennifer a cunt. I'm so hanging for that. <laughs> Andy asks Louis about all the allegations of road rage, slash tires, domestic violence. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of red flags. Let's just put it that way. Yes. And if those red flags are not going to burst Teresa's love bubble, then nothing is. Dolores is right. Just leave her alone and don't talk to her about it. And the you end. know what? She's she's an idiot. Let her be. Yeah, it's true. 
she ain't that bright. Anyone who thinks that conversation with her is riveting and wants to be with them, God bless. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And that brings us to below deck down under. Loads yeah, of crocs. Down under. Okay, so loads of croc. We start off. <laughs> that's what <laughs> sure the episode's was. called, loads of croc. Captain and Sheet Chef are fighting, basically because Sheet Chef is a Sheet Chef. Captain tells him to be mature and professional. And, and cook the fucking squid. Yeah, and he says that you don't know when you go to the next level, i.e. when you go too far. I just think Captain is doing such a good job. And Love that, Captain. He's, I mean, he's beyond pissed, but he won't show it to Sheet Chef. But we do see Captain starting to text around for another chef. Um, oh, yeah, he's asking for CVs. I love yes, that. Yes, exactly. The chef serves the guests and they ask him about the squid and he's acting like, oh, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> like it was nothing. It's in a bucket. <laughs> and he just serves in the squid like it's without fucking. Without tongs. Like it's nothing. And, yes, he does serve it without tongs. He gets a little teeny tiny bowl, puts the squid down and go, there you go. And it's like, couldn't you have fucking done that before? What's your problem? It could have been a really cute appetizer. Like I know. a little entree to the meal. And it took till 10.20 p.m. What I loved was... For them to finally get their fucking squid. Ridiculous. That is ridiculous. way too late for squid. Way too late. And I love how um, Aisha was doing the Lisa Rinna. She's just like, own it. Like, yes. own it. You've got to own it. Yes. <laughs> like, own it. And then those fuckers want to go fishing again. But they didn't catch anything this time. My and- problem with this crew mm-hmm. is maybe Benny and Magda shouldn't be on nights if they're the cause of all this drama because they don't do their job at night and it's the job of the person in the morning to pick up after them, swap them out. I know, it's true. But the reason that Magda's on nights is because if you're not on nights, then you're going to be doing laundry. Is that right? And she sucks at laundry. I'm thinking that FaceTime with the guests is a little more important than fucking laundry. I don't know. We need to rejig that. We need to rejig something. I don't know. Or just get rid of Magda. Honestly, she pissed me off so much. Because oh, just so like we were much. saying how Teresa just like has no self-reflection, yes. recollection or whatever it is. Yes. Magda's the same. She She's is. in her own little love bubble in her own head. It's true. It's so true. The next morning, fucking Magda left a mess everywhere. She didn't even fucking put the pillows back on the couch. Like, how fucking hard is it? Pillow on couch, chop it in the middle. She was still FaceTiming, though. Oh, she still had time to fucking talk to her fucking dumbass boyfriend. Sorry, (laughs) he's got to be dumb if he's with her. Sorry. And fucking Benny left the deck unfinished after getting an earful from Bad Bosun about it. It's just like, guys, seriously? Yeah, so Cap Cap does talk to Magda about the data usage. Yes. And he's hey, Cap's getting shit done. He's like, he if is. Jamie's going to fuck up with Benny and all that, yeah. and if Aisha's not going to rein in Magda, I'm yeah. going to do it. He does tell her to rein in her phone usage. The funny thing is, is when she gets called by Aisha for this meeting with Captain, she's like, oh, can I, can I be there in two minutes? Because she's on her phone. Yeah. It's crazy. And that's Captain tells her, you're on your phone 10 times more than everyone else. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It will be fine. Like, no problem. It's like, do you not even know when you're getting told off? Are you that, like, delusional? You don't know when you're getting told off. I can't. I can't even. Especially when Toomey's like, they were the cleanest guests we had. And Magda has a problem cleaning up after the cleanest guests they've ever had. Yeah. It's no bueno. It's no bueno. They got a good what fucking did you tip, but. Of... Sorry? They got a good tip, but. They got like, okay, in Australian dollars, they got like two grand each. 
Yeah, because they're friends with the captain and and yeah, they're nice guys and they were sexy. Yes, and the helmet goes to Jamie for being a no, not Jamie. It goes to uh, bad. Is yeah, it go- Jamie? Yeah, it goes, yeah to it goes to Jamie for being a bad bosun. How is it not going to the chef? Is this because the captain <sighs> think, thinks that he's a I think a if sook? he gave it to the chef, we wouldn't have had a chef. Yeah. You're probably right, because he's a massive sook. He's a fucking baby. Fragile ego. He's such a baby. Yes, you are correct. Fragile ego indeed. They're going out at night, and this Aisha and um, Brittini having a little flashy flash has now moved on to another level where Mm -hmm. we get Aisha vigorously rubbing Brittini's bosom up and down. I mean, you know, Brittini's fun. Brittini is She's always fun. getting her tits out, and I kind of like that. Okay, I wasn't sure how you'd feel about it because I was just sitting there going, okay, you guys, like, is that kosher? Like, you've now got, like, beyond hand signal, you're at, like, your flesh on flesh. Is that, like, okay in the workplace? I don't know. But well, I, it's, I, I had it's a giggle. Yodding. I had a giggle. As long as no one's getting in trouble for it and I get to, like, have a giggle, that's great. I'm, I think I'm team Brittini because, oh, like, when totally. she – when Bad Boson was at the dinner table and he was saying that Colby Calais sang Here Comes the Sun and she was like, what? You're a fucking bitch. You're an idiot. I mean, how do you not know that that is a Beatles song, you moron? <laughs> I know. I don't I'm even on Bertini's side. I Call him a bitch. I don't know what per- what singer he was referring to with that song. I'd never heard of that singer, so maybe there's something wrong with me. How do you not know it's a Beatles song, you idiot? I mean, it's not like he's young. He's old. He's in my age bracket. Mm. Like, so stupido. I know, so stupido. And then I can't handle, again with idiots, every time Toomey goes for a smoke and someone follows her, all they want to do is bitch about Aisha. Do we not know that Toomey and Aisha are mates? <sighs> and the way Ryan carried on, oh. because, of course, Toomey told it back to Aisha. Good for her. He was acting like it was just, like, the worst thing in the world oh. that someone repeated his own words that he said on camera. I know. It's like, how exactly, it's on camera, you moron. Now, I could bitch about those two to the cows come home, but what the fuck was that song Magda was singing when she says, hey, don't touch me there, this is my no-no square? Oh, we used to sing that in... School. I have never heard that in my life. <laughs> Clearly, I'm old. It was, hey, don't touch me there. This is my no-no square. I think that's like what um, you'd sing in school to, like, learn consent and things like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Back to bitching about Shit Chef. He was bitching about Aisha and it was him and Magda sitting next to each other. Toomey was across from them. There was like one seat empty and then there was Aisha, as if she couldn't fucking hear. Yeah. Like. How do they not see that they're villains? They are acting villainously. I do. And Magda's all like, she's bullying me. No, no, bitch. No. That makes me furious. Oh. Totally. What and, like, you- I felt really bad for Aisha because they yes. were going in, like, calling her fake, her, it's a fake laugh. And Saying I was like, she's what? bad at her job. She doesn't fucking do anything. All she does is delegate. Well, one, delegating is her job. And, two, she works a fucking <laughs> asshole. That's such a good point. She's a delegator. Now, what do you think? Because next day it's they're in the van going to Crocodile Safari and all the ladies agree. What do you agree with the fuck, marry, kill between – Captain Culver and Benny, because Brittini said, fuck Captain, marry Culver, kill Benny. Do you agree? I would do that. Oh, I'd maybe, you know what? I would do that. I thought at first, no, you'd marry the captain. I'm like, actually, Culver's way more easygoing. And fun. And Captain, like, I can imagine he being a delegator at home like he's at work. 
And yes, and you're right. Culver's fun. Culver's fun. Like Crocodile done Culver. Like, yeah. He's just, he's, he's fun. He's got a good zest for life. And you can endearing. have sex with them when you're married. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's endearing. I mean, he's I endearing. definitely I, think the captain's hotter than Culver, but yeah, Culver's endearing. You're right. I, I, I have a crush on Culver. Yeah. Um, but I, I did. I mean, I have a crush on the captain. I have a crush on all of them, to be quite frankly with you. But um, I loved when the captain, chef. he got the blow up doll to steer the boat. Yes. Oh, and he was like by himself. Hilarious. <laughs> I know. I thought that was That fun. poor fucker. So the day like before when they're cleaning up, so the day before they go on safari, day before their day off, they're going to take out the trash. There are bags and bags and bags of trash. They what forget some of them. And then Captain finds bags of rubbish in, I don't know what you call that, little trapdoor room, whatever. Yeah, the trapdoor room. It's full it's like full of seafood. So there's seafood juices coming out the bag. I'm gonna vomit and the bag is full of maggots, which means those bags had to have been in there for more than two days. What a fuck up. Disgusting. I was gonna vom just looking at it. It was grotte. And anyway, so these people have their day off. They go check out crocodiles. Whatever. I, I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. The Americans were digging it. I was like, whatever's peeps. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not like I see one every day. I clearly do not. But I don't understand how fucking excited they were over the crocodiles. Like, I get that excited over puppies. And I see puppies every day. So, <laughs> but that's cool. So, they're at the bar. And it seems like no one is bothering with shit chef and Magda. I mean, good. But yeah. they're, again, full on bitching about Asia. Magda's doing the whole, she's a bully. And then he's all like, it's not me, it's her. And I'll just let her look stupid. We had to pause for that. The shit chef says, I will let Aisha do her thing because she will make herself look stupid. He's not a team player, is he? <laughs> I th- he's a moron. <laughs> he's a moron. He's yeah. a moron, mate. Is he <laughs> like... I'm going to cut it out, Nathan. But is he a tard? Like, seriously. <laughs> like, he's such a fucktard. Can I say that? Uh, maybe. Dude's a fucktard, man. It still feels wrong. It does, doesn't it? I just, I can't. I can't. I can't. And then we... Let's, s- let's skip to the end where yeah. he confronts Toomey because I thought Toomey took it like a champ. Okay, let's do that. So, yada, 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 they're at dinner. Is yeah. that what you mean? Well, no, no in the, later. Is it, it's in the hot tub. Oh, okay. So, okay. So they're, they're drinking and I swear to God, I don't think the shit chef left his smoking section. People just kept coming up to him when they wanted a dozer and he would just bitch about Asia to whoever would hear. And yeah, it's not like he's being discreet. Like it's going to no, get back to Asia. Oh, don't shoot a, the messenger. Not at all. Toomey goes to the bathroom and t- tells Asia to come with her. Is that ha- what happened? I can't remember. Um, yeah. In my so notes. anyway, Tumi tells Aisha, but yeah. then it's um, yeah. Tumi tells Aisha everything that happened, and Aisha is really upset, and she's kind yeah. of crying on the in the car on the way back. She just goes straight to her room. She's fucking over it, yeah. and shit. Chef can hear Aisha crying, so he's like, "Okay, Tumi's obviously told her. I mean, obviously she did. You're an idiot. You yeah, don't go I think tell Brittini someone's bestie." But you, but you don't. Yes, Brittini go checks on her, and Aisha even says, "Like, I don't want to be like spreading. I don't want to be bitching and and having the boat know." all about, like, my, my problems. Yeah, but they're in a tiny little crew quarters. Exactly. He's <laughs> and so Shit Chef hears, you know, in his mind he has proof that Toomey told Aisha. It's like if you bitch about someone to their bestie, of course the bestie's going to go tell them, you fucking idiot. 
And yeah, he- Not like, oh, she's really upset. I'm going to go check on her. No, no he's going to no, no. go upstairs and yell. Uh, yell at Jimmy in, in the hot tub. Jimmy doesn't give a fuck. What does she say? She says, suck my dick. I love Jimmy <laughs> for that. I just was like, yes, Toomey. I love Toomey. I'm sorry. When you're doing the right thing, there is no reason to backtrack and go, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said it. No. Yeah, I fucking no. said it. And yeah, exactly. what? Yeah, next time we get a new primary guest who might just be a tad odd. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Maggot Juice Gate causes uh, Captain Cutie to give Bad Bosun a verbal warning. Good. Aisha and Ryan argue and he blames Toomey. I mean, dickhead. And Bad Bosun tells the captain that he wants Benny fired. Out of all, <laughs> like, really, bitch? I'm- yeah, like, Benny didn't finish his chores the night before, but out of all of them, he's not the worst. Well, I mean, in terms of his deck crew, for him, he's probably the least hardworking because we all know that Benny is like, you know what? My parents died. I'm not taking anything too seriously, including your orders. So yeah. <laughs> that might prove difficult for Bad Bosun, but I don't know. Now that Benny's in love, you know, with the captain and under his spell, he's just not bothering me anymore. Same. Isn't that weird? I know. <laughs> it's true. If you're, if you're nice and like who I like, then you can stay pretty much. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, well, yeah. thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Effing Bravo and also leave us a rating and a review if you so wish. Love we got a comments. great review this week. Yeah. We thank got you cute, for that. We got cute comments and reviews. Nathan always messages them to me because I don't know where to go find them. So thanks for that, Nathan. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, it brightens our day. So please, oh, if you haven't so yet dropped much. us a line, do so. Feel free to send us pics of your pets. I'm digging on that. I'm obsessed with this video going around at the moment with dogs being cute going I'm just a baby in that squeaky baby voice oh, yeah. <laughs> and I have been saying it in my perception of that voice I'm just a baby yeah I love it that's what I've been saying I didn't want to I didn't want to like put that shit on you but I can't help it I'm just did. a baby yeah yeah is that annoying when I do that no well no, um, it's, not, it's not that annoying I'm doing it lots <laughs> <laughs> all right well bye thanks everyone bye bye, bye.